Hello and welcome to an hour from Tower Podcast, the podcast that brings you the people, personalities, and the stories from the College of Saint Scholastica. Today we finally have, and I'm excited about this. It took all semester for me to finally work out a schedule with our busy, busy students. But today we have fine members of our student government association here, and we're just going to get right into it. There's a lot of you, and I want to make sure we all have a lot of time to chat. So we're just going to do introductions. Uh, you know the drill, kind of the orientation welcome, right? Name, hometown, what your major, what you're involved in. But Rachel, why don't we start with you? We'll get started right away. Sweet. I'm Rachel. I am the president of the Student Government Association. I am from the Mille Lacs area in Minnesota, and I, my major is organizational leadership. I'm minoring in psychology and HR management. And um, yeah, I've been the president for four months now, five months, and it's been a lot of fun, and I'm excited to see where SGA goes in the future. Awesome. Thanks, Rachel. Ryan, why don't you go ahead? Um, my name is Ryan Osborne. I'm from Hibbing, Minnesota. I'm the vice president. I'm uh, also on the men's soccer team here at CSS. And uh, yeah, I'm just excited to see SGA through the end of the year. Excellent. Good. Sarah. My name is Sarah, and I'm from Mendota Heights in the Twin Cities. Um, I'm a biology major and minoring in psychology, and I'm representing, I'm a general senator for the senior class. Awesome. Um, I'm Emma Mischke. I'm from Bemidji, Minnesota. Um, I'm a sophomore social work major with a psychology minor. Um, and I'm the student trustee on the Student Government Association, and I'm also on the board of the Earth Action Club. Great. Um, my name is Alyssa Naveau. I'm from Rochester, Minnesota. I'm a psychology major and women and gender studies minor. I'm the I'm a sophomore general senator, and then here at CSS, I'm also involved in the Pass Club as an officer, which is the Psychological Association of Saint Scholastica, um, and I'm the PR representative. So great. I'm Emily Liebel. This is my last semester at the College of Saint Scholastica. I'm a marketing major with a business management minor, and I am the financial vice president for the SGA. Last year, I was the vice president, and then I also work in advancement as their giving intern. So the first thing that I have to say is when you hear everything you all do, like, how do you do it, right? I mean, it, I always say... We ask ourselves the same thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> how, how, how did we get so perfect, right? <laughs> That's it. Um, what, what I always say to students is you don't have, you can do anything, but you don't have to do everything. I mean, you all really do an awful lot. So talk about like a day for you, like what is that? How do you manage it all? I mean, because it's stressful, right? I mean, this work is stressful. So how do you manage it? Um, I wake up at 5 a.m. and do like all of my homework and everything before coming up to school. I get to tower at like 7.30 or like 8.00. And then I go to one of my jobs um, in advancement, and then I go to this job in the SJ office, and I try to multitask. I do homework and this job at the same time, and then I stay here until like 8 o'clock at night. So just full day. So I'm just here all day. Yeah. 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 I think working ahead is a big thing for me. Like I try to make sure that I, I have the whole like assignment tracker, and I have about 40 million lists everywhere, which <laughs> helps me. Um, but I also think there is something to be said about being passionate about something. Like, days do get really long. But I, would like, think even, like, in our coordinating board meetings, like, late Wednesday nights, like, it's, like, yeah. you're tired, but also when you're passionate about what you do, it at least feels fulfilling. It's not, like, 
for nothing, I guess. And you yeah. like the people you're doing it and with. And you like the people you're doing it with. That's like, it's kind of nice when like you're all going down together. <laughs> I said something really similar yesterday. Like when you are so passionate and driven, like burnout is not like doesn't phase you at all mm-hmm. which is kind of scary because it's yeah. like you're overworking yourself in a sense but it's like we're doing so many amazing things like we've had a ton of projects and just like be, having meetings every week is a huge thing in it in and of itself with approving things and having guest speakers so I think making sure that we make time for ourselves is really important especially mm-hmm. since we are very busy people always in the office you know, always writing emails, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, you, you all are a generation of college students or high school to college students that have really gone through an unprecedented time. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. some of you have experienced, you know, a disruption in your college career. Some have dis- experienced disruption in their high school and college career. Talk a little bit about this year. Um, how has it been different than the last couple of years for you? How has that experience of going through COVID, how has it helped shape your experience here at the college? Well, I think this is our first year where we've been able to be maskless in school, and that's been something that has just been totally amazing and I think improved the student experience for a lot of people. Um, I find this year um, I'm having a lot more social connections with people and reconnecting with people who maybe I haven't seen since my freshman year, so I think that's been really powerful. Yeah, Yeah, I think as silly as it may sound COVID definitely served to put things in perspective for the very least so like this year being like you said like the first post-COVID one even welcome weekend and seeing people Mm -hmm. on campus again granted I only was on campus for one year of COVID but um it definitely just makes you value like social interaction and stuff like club events a lot more um I think prior to COVID, I probably took a lot of things for granted that I'm a lot more mindful of noticing now. Yeah. I think the power of a smile, (laughs) right? I mean, that's the one thing I noticed the most is um, not being able to see people's faces and their smiles. You know, I think it just, I don't know, when you're a small community like this, right, you value those interpersonal connections and relationships. So that's, yeah, that's that's really great. Talk a bit about, you know, your journey here. Um, You know, there's something like, you know, 3,600 plus different options for colleges and universities in the country. What what was it about Scholastica that drew you to this place? Um, I, both of my parents actually went here. A lot of my other family members went here. And so for most of my high school career, I was like, oh, I don't want to go to St. Scholastica. <laughs> it's too small. And I ended up touring and like genuinely just falling in love with the campus, with the people, um, the classes, like the professors care, the faculty care. Um, and I really wanted that. I wanted to have a connection with multiple different types of people in my college career. So um, that's kind of what my my parents' influence is what put it um, in like my sights. But the reasons the reasons why I decided to choose it are all of that I've mentioned, like just the connections. Sure. But others. There's just something about like being in a small community, I think that I didn't really expect like coming coming here because to me I was like, Oh, that's kind of a big school, like where I'm from. 
So, I don't know, there's a, several reasons why I came here. It was, like, better for me financially. I thought it, I liked that it was in Duluth rather than, like, in the cities where I'm not used to, like, you know, a lot of, like, you know, driving and just, like, really busy stuff I'm not used to. Um, so, I, I like Duluth, and I, I don't know, I, I, I also really wanted to go to a Catholic school, just, like, naturally, like, my family wanted that for me, too, but... Um, even though I'm first gen, so it was kind of interesting that I feel like my family had a really big influence on that, but yeah. yeah. I also think this is more something that now have go having gone here I noticed, but I think things feel very intentional here, like you were talking about faculty and staff connection. Um, and even like through SGA working with like higher administration and stuff, um, as much as no institution is perfect, because we have such a small tight-knit community and we're able to kind of like all see each other and hold each other accountable. I feel like mm -hmm. decisions and discussions about things that are happening are very intentional. And I think for me, I wanted that because I did. I personally thought if I went to a bigger institution, um, I would get kind of lost. You know what I mean? But I think every place, right, has when you're when you're new to it. Every place, you, there's probably some some things you think is like some stereotypes or like. Oh, Saint Scholastica is this. What was? And I'd be curious from each of your perspective. What's one thing you thought the place was before you selected it that was completely wrong? It's creepy. <laughs> you thought it was. Cre you thought it was creepy. Yeah, when I came into it, I was like, "Why are there no lights? Why?" Because <laughs> you know, you just go in on first floor, and it, you walk in, and it's you know, it's beautiful, but it it's like all that wooden. Mm -hmm. Like the main entrance is oh, all, sure. I don't even know how to describe we, that. Wait, like, wait, for those listening, and we do have lights here, like we're sitting, <laughs> here, we're sitting under lights right now, but, um, it but feels yeah, the front dark. entryway, yeah, the front entryway certainly in. is, yeah, heavy yeah. wood and very, yeah, very dark, mm -hmm. I get that. Yeah. So you thought it was creepy, that's interesting. Because it's just, you know, it's, it's a very old building, but it's very beautiful, and that's something that... We appreciate, but when I it was like initial thought, I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, <laughs> I'm grouped out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. What else? What's what's one thing that surprised you? Um, initially, when I came in, so I'm from the cities. I had the conception that this was like in the middle of nowhere. Oh. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to survive in a city as small as Duluth. And then coming here, meeting so many students who are like having the opposite problem of, oh my gosh, this is such a big city. Like, what do I do with myself? <laughs> so that was a really big. Um, uh, thing that I had to shift my mind and now I don't even think about it um, now when I go back home to the cities I hate it because I'm like oh it's just not as comfortable as Duluth <laughs> but I remember especially my freshman year hunting opener hearing so much about that and I think I I was just in complete shock and then yeah that was probably a core moment yeah. <laughs> yeah. what about others what's one thing that surprised you um, I don't know if it's necessarily about the school, but I didn't realize how much I was going to miss having a Trader Joe's nearby. <laughs> that sounds like really like dumb, but I shop there all the time and I miss it so much. And there'll never be one here. Fun yeah. fact. We emailed, we emailed yeah. corporate at Trader Joe's. Oh, really? <laughs> they said we're 50 miles outside of their delivery zone Dang. for them to consider their food fresh. So Duluth will never get a Trader That's Joe's. That's so sad. Well, you heard it here first? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. Why yeah. that? Change that. Let's change that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, another thing. Sorry. That's, that was surprising was how... Like, incredible Megan is, MPS. Oh. Like, Absolutely. she just, there's just something about her I've never seen anything 
like I've never met a person like her. She's just so like vibrant and amazing and intelligent and energetic and loving. Did I say that already? Probably. <laughs> but that was surprising. Yeah. 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 I would say for me, last year was my freshman year and coming in, I was surprised by like how welcoming it felt. I was expecting honestly like a pretty large period of the beginning of my freshman year to kind of be like, it's okay that I'm lost. It's okay that I don't really have anyone. Like I will find people. I was kind of like hoping or not hoping, but I was preparing to go through that. And not that those trials didn't occur, but there was always someone to, you know, be there as a support system. Mm -hmm. And I feel like whether that was an upperclassman or a friend like Emma Mishke, who you meet on your first day, um, you know, there's just, it was, it was, it's here at St. Scholastica. Mm -hmm. Ryan, I wonder from, because I was a former student athlete in college too, right? I had these conceptions of what I thought collegiate athletics would be like. Um, some of them are right, some of them are wrong. Were there any surprises for you from an athletic standpoint? Um, I mean, yeah, I thought, I guess. I mean, I came in coming to play tennis, and I actually just ended up on the soccer team instead. <laughs> um, so, I mean, like, that was a big yeah. thing that I guess I kind of never expected to happen. Um, I guess... Just the competition is yeah. a lot different. Yeah. I mean, and with the, on the soccer team, there's a lot of different cultures, a lot of different people from different places. So, like, that was a really, like, big shot coming from a small northern Minnesota town that's not very culturally, like, huge. Yeah. So, like, yeah. that was a really big. And, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I love it. I give it such a great experience, and I would never change it again for anything. Right. Yeah, yeah. You talked a little bit about, you know, the experiences. Uh, share maybe some of your favorite experiences in college so far. I mean, some of you now are on the end of your career and, you know, thinking about those next steps, right? And it's probably crazy to believe, right, you're you're either literally days away from graduation or a semester away, and some of you are, you know, are, are, are early on in, in the start. So um, what are some sort of some favorite memories? I have a, a favorite memory from during Welcome Weekend, and I'm now a senior. Um, and this is still something that when I'm going through a tough time, I like to think about. Um, so it was the first Dignitas class, or freshman class, and I don't know what I said, and it must have been something profound in the midst of all of my um, endorphins and stress in that moment. <laughs> but I said something that made my professor, Mr. Tom Morgan, who is a really great professor, I mean, just came up to me and shook my hand in the middle of class. <laughs> and that was something that just blew me away, and that just helped me feel like, okay, I can do this college thing. I belong here. Yeah. And that's really something that stuck with me, and I really appreciate Act of Kindness. And he probably doesn't remember that anymore, but yeah. at least for me, it was as I'm going to graduate school, it's just something really great to reflect on and draw strength from. Yeah, the little things. Yeah, little things. It's neat. Handshakes, like, I don't know if any of you are Great British Baking Show fans, but <laughs> the Paul Hollywood handshake, right? <laughs> kind of same thing. That's great. What else? Um, I mean, I went... We, we, we just went to England for the soccer team. That oh, was yeah. always, that was a great, I mean, I, it was an unbelievable experience. Yeah. Um, I guess, like, other things, like, just, like, being involved in, like, SG and, like, all the various activities that we do and, like, are a part of, it's yeah. just been really fun. Yeah. I have a lot of memories, but I just have one that I've been thinking about a lot recently because it popped up in my Snapchat. 
Um, my freshman year, I was very much a night owl, and I had a group of three friends that I don't really talk to anymore, but we'd hang out all the time. And it was we went to Walmart at four in the morning, and then we went to McDonald's, and we pulled an all-nighter to write our English papers, and that memory just popped up in my um, Snapchat memories recently, and that's what I've been thinking about a lot, because it was super fun, even though I really paid for it the next day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was not awake for my classes, but it was really fun, and I like, I have a lot of memories like that, just my freshman year, just because it was like a very different time, because it was pre-COVID. Yeah. I think something that I'll remember forever is what I did today. Oh. <laughs> I accidentally sent my group project to the student community. Oh yeah. <laughs> the student community email chain. And it was a video of me and my group. I sent it to the student community. Me and Ryan liked it. <laughs> but that's the thing, you just gotta laugh about it. Yeah. I mean, IT deleted it four hours later, but... Yeah. <laughs> it's a great way to get feedback. It's like talking about from everybody, right? So and it's funny everybody. because in the title, in the, um, whatever, it, I wrote, just so everyone has a copy, chair in Storm's Den. I was not there, but she was leaning back and she went. <laughs> I was trying to crack my back on the chairs in Storm's and they're not very sturdy. <laughs> well, good to, good to know if I ever needed my back cracked, I won't choose the Storm's Den. Don't do it though. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't do, do the do Storm's Den. Yeah, I also really appreciated Rachel screaming in the SGA office. Yeah, guess what? She asked me to be her bridesmaid because because we met through SGA, we became friends. She asked me to be her bridesmaid. Yeah, and then she screamed, and you could hear her like across the school. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, very fun. Yeah, Yeah, very fun. Mm -hmm. You you know, you mentioned in some of these memories, and again, if others have others to share, I mean, I mean, they're fun stories. But you you mentioned relationships. That that faculty member again shaking your hand. What are some of your favorite relationships that you've made here? Outside of friends. I mean, friends don't count. I mean, friends count, but they don't count. But I'm thinking like the broader community, right? Um, Because I think we talk a lot about that here, the ability to get to know people and those kinds of things. What are some of your favorite non-student friend relationships you've built? I would say mine with my um, on-campus boss. Um, Her name's Michelle Renberg, plug. But um, (laughs) she just... I just never... I've never had a boss that I've actually been able to be friends with before, and I think coming into college I was so intimidated, and I already had this job prior to coming here. I had applied for it in the summer before I came here, and she just so immediately treated me like an equal, not like I was like a student employee, like um, in a different, like she was just, we were on the same level, and I've just never had someone treat me with, like consistently make me feel so valued and treat me with such respect, and I think she really has, like even if she doesn't know it, um, when I'm going th- like when I'm having a difficult time with like school or stress or anything else like I enjoy going to work because I know that like that is a safe space that I'll feel valued and competent in um, which is weird to say because I never thought work would be somewhere that I would like oh I'm so excited for my shift today <laughs> but um, so I would say she's definitely someone who's really helped me um, even just as a role model um, yeah I think I would say my advisor, um, Dr. Melissa Goodson, she is the best person I've ever met. She's like my biggest cheerleader, and she always wants to know what's going on in my life, and she was like one of the first people I told when I got to school that I had gotten engaged this summer, and I've 
she was the most excited for me mm-hmm. and like made me tell my entire class it was really cute and then um she's just super supportive and wants the best for all of us and like I can go to her with just about anything like I'm in her office a lot with like problems that aren't even school related and she'll just sit and listen to me rant about my life so I she's just great yeah I think of when I when one of my professors Dr. Hazel Baker asked me to be a part of the psychology club I was like you're not you're not talking to me like (laughs) you've got the wrong person but I decided to try it and being like back in the hidden hallway of the, that the psych department is in Tower, um, I got to meet so much, so many more people, like the faculty I feel connected to, and they all genuinely want you to succeed in whatever field you're going into. Um, there's, they just care, and so I've had a lot of good experiences and memories just working with that club and volunteering back there, so that's what I would say. Yeah, that's cool. I know um, I, I asked a question kind of this time of year because I reflect back to my advisor in college, Dr. Pete Settle, um, for years made calls as Santa <laughs> and called my kids when they were younger. And he passed a few years ago, but before he passed, he had said, yeah, I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of done with those calls. He was getting older. And I said, you know, Dr. Settle, could I carry on that tradition for you? Um, and still to this day, so I'll be making calls, you know, again this Christmas. But those lifelong connections, I think, that you make, right? I mean, I think that's the cool part about a place like this, too, is, you know, these folks stick with you. And again, you know, you're, it's different, right? When you're, when you're out of high school, it's different. So, you know, to have a co, it's more a co-worker than a boss, right? I mean, it's a different relationship. So it's neat to hear, yeah, that that's, that that's coming through. I'm going to ask another real selfish question um, because I'm going to make him listen to this, but I have a son who's 18. And uh, so he's making his college choice, right? Um, what advice would you give folks that are listening to this that maybe are that age or you know parents of those that have that age? So give advice not only to students thinking about a school, but to their parents as well. well like, what would you wish your parents would have done or not would have done, or your loved ones would have done or not would have done? What advice would you give? Um, I think I would say don't pick a school based off what you think you're gonna do, because um, there is a 99% chance you're gonna change your mind. Um, so if you think, like, if you're only going to go somewhere because they have, like, a specific program you want, I don't do it. Like, I, my thing to tell, like, I have, um, like, cousins and stuff that have been looking at schools, um, and my thing I tell them is look for a place that feels like home. Like, if you step onto campus and you feel like it's where you belong, like, trust that and go there. Yeah. Kind of jumping off that, I do think it's such a scary decision and it's such a scary point in your life because you just like really have no idea what you don't know you're just completely out of your element but I think if you go somewhere and it just feels like too far of a leap but there's just something you know maybe you feel it in your gut like when I came here like I didn't know anyone in Duluth I didn't know anyone that was not a single person that was going here I didn't know anyone from my hometown that had went here um and I was really scared and I think that it's easier said than done, but I would just say take the leap because like even if I had come here and it had been a complete failure and I moved back home, like then I would have still been able to say that I tried it and I know my parents were very encouraging of that. So I would definitely recommend, you know, it's already scary. You might as well just like go all out. 
I also think if you're in between a few schools, it's really helpful to do some shadowing. That was something I was able to do at Scholastica and really sealed the deal and made me really um, want to come here. I was able to be with students who were in my intended major and attend some of those freshman level classes I'd be taking. Um, and I really appreciated that and it just showed me as well, just specifically for Scholastica, the level of community and the great professor and student interactions that we have here. So you get to sit in my chair for the day, right? So, you know, my role is VP for Enrollment and Student Affairs. Um, you, you, you get to sit in, this, in the, this chair with this awesome responsibility, right? What, what, what's, what's the first thing you do? What's the first decision you make? What's the first thing that you change? What's the first thing that you implement? What, what does that look like? Whoa. I did not expect you to say that. <laughs> As you, if we were you. If you were in this role. And maybe it's not even changing. Maybe it's something like I would make sure we continue to do this and pour mm -hmm. gasoline on that fire. In terms of enrollment aspect, sure. I would say just selfishly to do um, more, um, uh, get more involved with my high school to get more <laughs> students, but that's out of a selfish nature. Um, but I think, yeah, just getting the word out about the school. Um, I know I didn't hear about it until I was looking for colleges, but I'm so glad I eventually did. Yeah. So I think that if more people just knew about our school and how um, great the programs are here, we'd get a lot more students. Yeah. Well, I know when you share this podcast on your social or whatever, right, <laughs> we're going to have, you know, thousands of students from your school yeah. coming because, you know, the great Absolutely. Sarah's here, so. <laughs> right. No, great. Yeah, what else? Man, you get this awesome power for the day, right? Obviously, obviously nobody thinks that this chair really does much, right? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, you know, what, what, what would you do? I think, I don't know, you already do this, but I feel like just really being, like making your presence known and being involved is like such a big thing because I think that it's really easy to, you know, be like, oh, that person's this higher up in the college, oh, this person, like I can't, like they have, they're busy, they have their own stuff going on, I can't really go to them. And I think like for students, it is really nice to feel like, you know, they're making an effort too and they want to know what's going on and they want to know how... Um, they want to like listen to what we need like I just feel like facilitating that the community like not only like student-wide but just with like administration I think is like a really big piece yeah yeah I always say those interactions for me is the it makes the rest of the job tolerable mm -hmm. I think you've heard me say that before Emma I mean I yeah it's just really a fun way to be connected so We'll have to give that more thought. Maybe that's something, yeah, you email me, like, tonight. Like, I should have, yeah, darn it, I had the ability to make a decision and, and, and do it, and I, I missed on it. But, yeah. <laughs> I think something that's that I was always found interesting was, like, connecting with the sisters and what they want to see from oh, the college. Yeah. Like, because... I think when I before I came here and thinking about Scholastica, I was like, oh, they have sisters there. Like they must do a lot. Like they must teach stuff, and they kind of do their own thing in a sense, but also still, they also still have a very big impact on us. So maybe just seeing like what they, what else they want to see from the student body. Right. I don't know. I just feel like having. But like, not that we don't have a good relationship. We totally right. have a great relationship with them. But just like personally, yeah. if I was mm -hmm. in your, yeah. 
your seat. Like, yeah. just because I don't know much yeah. about them. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. thought that that was something that I'd learn a lot about here. Yeah. But I just, maybe we're, I'm just not in like the right role, I guess, to like know that much about sure. them. You know no, that's I mean? a great, yeah, it's great I feedback. F- yeah, it's I feel interesting. like COVID was hard with, hard with that too. Because yeah. I just yeah. know when I came here, like we couldn't go in the monastery yeah. for valid reasons. But I feel like we're just kind of bouncing back from that now. Yeah. And it would mm-hmm. be really cool to interact. Because every single time I see them, like, I saw one the other day. Well, Alyssa already knows this story because I almost cried. It was so nice. So, I was standing outside the library story. and they, like, come walking to Mass. And they're all looking so cute, like, in their little sweaters. <laughs> and the one, she stopped and she, you know, she asked me what my name was. And I said, Emma. And then she was like, how are you doing today? And I said, oh, I'm doing good. I'm just waiting for my friend. And then she was like, okay. And she, like, started walking away to Mass. Then she turned around and she was like, I'm going to pray for you today. Like, I hope you're And it was, like, self-disclosure. Like, I'm not very religious, but I, like, I was chilled. I, like, I was literally, I, it was, I just mean, they they are so sweet. And, like, they really, I, like, I think they really do care about us and want the best for us, even if we don't always see it. But it would still be nice to be able to see it more. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like, a lot of things, we have resources where we can Mm -hmm. connect. Like, I know we have Benedictine Sisters, so that's Mm -hmm. a club where you can, like, form those one-on-one relationships. Also, their morning and evening prayers, those are open to the student Mm -hmm. um, population. I think it's just, like, making that initial step that can be scary. I know, at least for me, um, earlier this year, I attended one of their evening prayer sessions, and I was so scared because I knew I'd be the only student. And I was like, I knew the sisters would have, um, they'd be so... um, have their routine and everything and I was afraid of coming in as a student not knowing anything I'd be disrupting but they were so incredibly hospitable and they not only helped me and like led me through even with my mistakes through their prayer session um, they even invited me afterwards for dinner with them in a movie and they're just it's just such incredible hospitality and I love that a support is there Um, and I've done it many times we can go through their website and um, type in for a prayer request and I've done that a few times, and they always send me back an email the next day, giving me a really nice reflection and um, always ask me to follow up. Like, yeah. let us know how that test went, that yeah. sort of thing. So I just love the connection there. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think that some perspective, since I know, like, my son, too, like, you know, there's like, sisters, monastery, like, it's almost like, I don't yeah. know, right? Yeah. Like, almost weird right i mean i'm not saying they're weird but no. you know what i'm gonna but i mean i think that impression is like what's that all about but i even emma you telling that story watching sarah you you can you can see the connection and the emotion even in your eyes about it you know mm-hmm. so they, they just have this it's kind of a centering for me they're a centering force mm-hmm. um and i always said and i've shared this when i was talking with sister lisa i said you know when i have a tough day i always think about you know that buggy full of sisters that made the trip from St. Cloud up here in the 1800s. Like mm-hmm. you want to talk about tough? Those were tough women, <laughs> right? Um, to to do what they did and then to build this place. So yeah, that's really neat. I'm gonna shift gears a little bit. So we're talking a lot about Scalaska and those kinds of things, but we're coming up on the holiday season now. So um, so I think back. You know, again, maybe I'm thinking gifts ideas for my kids. Favorite favorite gifts of all time. That you've, that you've gotten. Are there some favorites that come to mind? When I was eight, I got a pony for Christmas. Oh, like an actual? No like I got a horse. Oh. I was so excited. It was the, it was like the best three months of my life because in October we got a puppy. And I was like, oh, life can't get better. Like eight-year-old me is happy. We have a puppy. Like life is good. And then I, we got to Christmas and there was no presents under the tree for me. And I was like, huh. 
I'm the worst kid ever. And then my mom's like, you gotta go out to the barn here at my grandma's house. And I walked up to the barn and there was two horses there. And I was like, what What are, what are these? And my mom's like, that one with the bow on it is yours. And I was like, oh, yes. That's like the quintessential gift from yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. How many How have we asked for a pony? Say right. oh, yeah, I win. <laughs> one year, I, got, I think I was in sixth grade, I got a KitchenAid mixer. Oh. Like the fancy like the, one, like the, oh the stand yeah. mixer. I was like, that's me. That's me. You were a sixth grader? Yeah, I had a baking addiction. Do you know what I do not have a confused shot. There's a lot of emotion like, going on right girl? now. <laughs> it was cool, though. Yeah. It is cool. I think that. <laughs> That's just one that totally stands out to me. It's a good gift. Like, you know, you get, like... It's worth a lot I of love, money. like, gift cards, makeup, all that stuff, but, like, a, a mixer. That's a good... I'll have that forever. Nice forever. Yeah. They're so nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Others? Favorite gifts? I'm trying to think. Soccer ball. <laughs> one of my favorite gifts is... It's like, I remember I was, like, in third or second grade, probably... And I like got to make like I got to like custom like customize like these pair of Nike shoes oh, yeah. for Christmas yeah. for my grandparents and yeah. my and I got them and they were like the most like random colors <laughs> like there was navy blue lime green orange light blue like and I love them I was so happy and I was like, no one has these so I had this so again different question but I had this debate with a co-work today candy canes yes or no no uh, not I don't the know if they're flavored the like the yummy ones, ones. Yeah. the only ones yeah. that no. are good no. like, I love some candy of the fruity canes. ones are pretty ones good, are good. Some but that's not even like a candy cane. Like you take the peppermint the candy ones, taste and you put it the in your hot chocolate. Like are the only ones that are good. Like I, like I the don't. Minty the fresh. other ones like coat your lips. It's I never weird. Like, my lips turn blue. Mm, yeah. Let me have Gross. a candy cane. I never ever. You don't like mints? Feel that? I see. I, I see I little candy mint, canes, and I'm like, let me eat one of these. It's not though. It's like work. I think not there's, there's a fight breaking out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can think it's perfect anymore. as like a decoration. Like I yeah. love getting yeah. candy canes and like having them on the Christmas tree. Like it's yeah. they're so festive. And then maybe once the holiday season, I'll have one candy cane. Yeah. And that's the extent that I think I that it is. Like I love candy canes. No, no, they used to be like my favorite days. candy. <laughs> Michelle just had me test some of them because she had them frozen. She wanted to know if they were so good, and I was like, "Can I have another one?" Like you just, it's you just carry it around and you can break chunks. Off, like, Three years, they were my favorite candy. Like I'd make my mom get them so I could have them year round. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. Oh, well, it's my it. my take was absolutely not, and the fruity ones even worse. Yeah, so <laughs> I know, yeah, 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 I know. But I know, but I know well, now, but I know now who to give any candy <laughs> canes that I get, and especially fruity ones. I know who to give them to. Yes. So there's there's a there's a there's a win here. There's a there's a win here. See, and I'm weird in the fact that I don't like candy canes, but. Oh, Easter time! Give me as many peeps as you can give me. So, oh, yes, yeah. yes. See, and that's that elicits different responses. He's had some vomit faces going on and everything else. But oh, I'm all about I'm all about a good peep. So, yeah, all about a peep. You gotta get on the Cadbury cream egg train. Oh. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The only thing I'll eat is Reese's eggs. eggs. So good. I can agree with that. Yeah, Reese's eggs. Well, I, you know, I've peppered you now with different questions. I, actually, I should say one more. So, this is just a curiosity for me, too. So, Instagram or Snapchat? Oh, I feel like they serve different purposes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, I would say... Probably Instagram. Yeah. I would say Snapchat. I'd probably say Snapchat. I think I'm on. I use I use it like communicating. Yeah. yeah. So let me let me let me get a little crazy here. Instagram, Snapchat, or TikTok? Oh no. I don't have TikTok. Unpopular but opinion. I don't have. A I can get my TikToks on Instagram Reels. No, you can't. No, it's, it's not, not the same. same. It's not the same. I can't get my Instagram on TikTok. I'm gonna say TikTok. I'm gonna say TikTok. I I'm personally don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't use Instagram that but much. I don't use Instagram either. I mean, yeah. I feel like. TikTok, it really depends on the day. Like some yeah. days you're like, I'm wasting my life right now. <laughs> and other That's days, how I feel about I'm Snapchat. Like, like streaks. Yeah. Like yeah. I just I don't know. Sometimes okay. I don't want to. So do it mine and Rachel's streak. What I, I <laughs> what I always think about is like, how are you gonna stop Snapchatting? Like, are we gonna be like 35? That's what I always think about. <laughs> you know, I can't have the streak. Until I'm 35. constantly yeah. worrying about that. Like, am I gonna give birth and then be like my streak? Streaks. Yeah. Like why? You, why do you have to promise me? <laughs> you have to promise me to add you on Snapchat so the day you have a child <laughs> that you send me a snap. Okay. That would be okay. awesome. That's okay. the funniest thing I've With heard in a long time. Am I gonna have to, am I gonna, am I gonna be worried about my snap streaks when I'm giving birth? That's the funniest thing I've heard. If that happens, you could just unadd me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. no yeah. I think at that point I'd be able to put up a boundary. You just have to put the caption streaks on the first picture of your baby now. A number of years ago, this was back, I think, when it was all Snapchat, but I remember I joined Snapchat thinking my kids would stop because I was on it, so they would stop being on it. And I think you all know this, right? There's the Snap score that you Mm -hmm. have, right? And it's based on, for those of you that aren't Snap savvy, on like how many snaps you send and you receive and streaks and all of that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And um, I saw my score and it was like 124. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like my score is 124. (laughs) And then I looked at my daughters and it was like 700,000. And I'm like, either... I'm not popular, or you need to. <laughs> my daughter needs to get off Snapchat. I don't know how people have like people will have like the two over, million. Yeah, like, like the over. Yeah. Like, I I I can like Snapchat, like, but I can't like with the streaks and stuff too. Like, there's yeah. a distinction there, and I don't know how people have like two million. Like, yeah. I don't know how much you have to be on there. That, a lot. I, I, my snap score is about like one point seven. But I've had the count since I was twelve. Yes. Yeah. So right. I mean, and I and I used to be like in high school. Like yeah. I used to have like seventy oh, yeah. snap streaks. Probably. Yeah, that's crazy. That's yeah. a lot. And I'm, that's, but that's normal. I was, I was addicted to it pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, and I was it's like a drug. One. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I've, I've never understood like the pictures of the ceiling or half your face. I just I just live in I live in old people. World and no. Facebook. That's where. That's yeah. where. Yeah. 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 So, um, so anyway, I peppered you with a bunch of questions. What questions? I always do this on on the on the podcast. Now, what questions do you have for me? Yes, Rachel. What's the favorite gift that you've ever given? Not received, but given. Oh boy. For the holidays. Um, 
or birthday. A couple years ago, I wrote a note to each of my kids and I had a little lockbox and I said every year, like throughout the year, I'm going to like write different stories and things that I appreciate or I remember or favorite memories. And then like they could, I'm not going to show them. I'm just going to keep it in this box. And then someday when I pass, then they can open up the box and have all the stories. So that, that was, so that cool. was, yeah. That's so that's, really that was my favorite. Yeah. Wow. That, I think that was one of my favorites. Um, my wife, I always go back to my wife. This is back way when we were dating too, since I did the kids, I need to make sure that I give my wife some props. <laughs> this shows how crazy in love I was. So, I mean, for all, any of you, right, if you ever, if, if you ever want to do this, you can, you can borrow it. But I took a complete package of Hershey's Kisses and I unwrapped them all and I took that little piece of paper out and I wrote little love notes on a little piece of paper and I wrapped them all back up and put them back in and I gave them to my wife when we were dating. I was stupid in love. I don't know what happened. I, you know, I, yeah, but um, I don't do that anymore now, but that was, yeah. That How do you even write on the little skinny paper? I, 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 I probably couldn't read half of them. I had bad handwriting. I don't know. But she thought it was thoughtful. It was the same year I, I took her to Oprah that year too. So we were Oh my God. So, I just I was stupid in love. I don't know, but it worked. You know, we're almost married twenty eight years now, I mean, so I guess it works. I guess that yes. would work for that yeah. would work for me. Right. Anybody listening out there, you want any special gifts? Yes. Right. Yeah, there you go. Speaking to Alyssa's heart, right? Yeah. Oh my yeah. Gosh. What other questions? Um I mean so like you have you just you kind of you're new here. Yeah. Like, what's your favorite thing you've done like here so far? These podcasts, honestly, are a lot of fun. I mean, it's, it's, it's just a time to kind of slow down and stop and just chat with different members of the community. Like, like this is a blast, right? I mean, had, had I not done this to this level of conversation, we, we'd never have it, right? So I think it just allows, it breaks down and allows just for conversations about fun stuff. Like, I, I've learned things in every single one now that completely changed maybe what I thought I knew about a person, um, you know, it, it bends and changes that a little bit. Um, some of my favorites in that regard is like, you know, Troy down the hall, like Troy always seemed like an elusive kind of person to me. Um, but then you sit down and like, he loves all the stuff I do. Like he, he lives in a neighborhood where they like decorate and have people walk through the whole neighborhood. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I, I, I love exterior illumination. Like, I would, I, I, I'd be right there with you, right? So that, or sister, or sister Lisa, like, you know, I, I asked her, like, you know, what, like, what is, like, being, being a, being a sister and, and that vow of celibacy and all of those kinds of things, like, help me understand. She goes, it's no different than me needing to understand from you, like, why do you, why are you married to your wife for 27 years? Like, it's right. And, like, it just completely bends everything for you, and you take a step back from it, and you listen to it. So the podcasts have been great. Getting to meet the students, like, honest to Pete, you know, having these conversations, like, you all make the rest of the job tolerable. Today was a long day. There's a lot going on. Like, this this is a capper on my day. Like, it's just it's a lot of fun to do these things, right? So those are some really fun memories. Um I love being around sport, um, so again, going to the games and things are a lot of blast. The Oh Holy Night, oh Lord, are oh, yeah. you involved? Yes. I, yeah, some of you are. Oh my goodness, like the talent Amazing. of our, yeah. 
I always say our musicians, they sound like I think I sound in the car <laughs> when the music's up. And then I turn the music down and I'm like, oh my, I'm putting that back up again. You know, so it's a lot. It's hard to pick just one. Um, but I, but it, it just, it's a fun place, right? And the people make it great. You know, the people make it great. So, yeah. yeah. Are we your favorites? Oh, well, I, I can't pick a favorite. Right? Wink, but yeah, wink. Wink. yeah you, nobody can see me winking. I, I love students who I think, certainly I love, I mean, I, a passion for student success, right? I was a first-gen college student, didn't know what I was doing going to school, knew I needed to go to school. Sports for me was my inlet. Like, I went to college to play sports and got a degree along the way. Um, so I, I, I owe a lot to that experience, but I owe a lot to being in college overall, but great mentors that I had. But um but I think, um, you know, obviously I'm a passionate about all students, but students who engage, who are active, who take the time to lift up the institution in the work that they do. And you all do that with student government. We didn't talk a lot about your roles with student government, but student government does that. I mean, I think those students are special, and I think the skills that you learn and the experiences that you have will will carry you really far, you know, in, in, in the work that you do. So... Um, so all students are my favorite, but nobody can see me winking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's great. What else? Any other questions, or did we tap it all out here? Did we? What's your like favorite place that you've ever visited, or like a place that you'd want to travel to? Yeah, yeah. I, there's two different questions in that question, yeah. right? Um, my family, we love Disney. Um, Disney World. Um, mm-hmm. We went in 2010 when our kids were relatively young and we thought we would do it. Like I, For me, I was like, okay, let's just check this box and on the price, it better be magical yeah. because it's a lot of money, right? Well, it was fantastic. I mean, it just, everything about it. Like, I love the, the, the shows. I love the rides. I, you know, all of that kind of stuff. I mean, it's just the whole experience, the food. It's all great. So we've been back a few times since. I mean, I just, I love, I love going there. But I also love anywhere... On a lake, line in the water, no cell phone coverage. Doesn't happen often, but I love to do that. So those are some of the favorite places. Places to go. My wife and I, at some point, will get to Italy. Uh, that's kind of a place where we want to go. Maybe for our 30th wedding anniversary, we thought we'd go on our 25th, but it was COVID year, so we actually ended up on the North Shore. That was the first time we had an experience with Duluth and uh, really? and fell in love with Duluth. So, yeah. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. But Italy, maybe someday. So, yeah. Nice. Like, there's so much to see. You know, I mean, yeah. even traveling internationally, like, would be great, but there's so much even in the U.S. to see. <laughs> there's so much in Minnesota to see yeah. that we haven't seen yet. So, yeah. but just that that spirit of going somewhere, yeah, yeah, is great. Yeah, new adventures. They're fun. Any other questions? Otherwise, I think we've talked about a lot, right? <laughs> Candy canes, the TikTok to Scholastica to everything in between. So. Um, I just want to say again, I think I'll just reiterate and cap it by saying thank you for all you do, right? I mean, there's a lot that you do on campus. You have all of your academic work, but then you stack on top student government and sports and activities and, you know, all of those things and the stressors that go along with it all. We, I can't thank you enough on behalf of the institution for, again, the work that you do on behalf of all of our students. I thank you for the time that you spent here today. It's been a lot of fun and just keep doing what you do, whether you're leaving us in a few days, unless we talk to the 
registrar's office. We can make <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm already in grad school. All right, all right. So, in grad school. Yeah, we'll, we'll allow that to happen. Or you still have time here again. Just, you know, everything you bring in. Just continue to encourage students to be the best versions of themselves and connect with us on how we can do that. So yeah. thanks for being here tonight. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. So that was all from Tower Podcast. We'll have a new episode next week. Thanks for joining us.